0: Today, I'm going to be interviewing one of my favorite, if not my favorite, designers. She is the founder, designer of her brand Bodhi. Maybe by definition, Bodhi is a menswear brand, but Bodhi is very much more than that. Bodhi is a luxury brand with this sort of casual, vintage eclectic edge. Her brand is truly the epitome of vintage-inspired clothing. Like, she fucking nails it. Bodhi makes it feel like you plucked it out of a store in the 50s. You know, the brand really is helping to preserve the magical Beautiful craftsmanship of the past that's kind of slowly dwindling out of our day to day life. And Bodhi is really one of one. I present to you Emily Adams Bodhi Ajla, the creator of one of my favorite brands, Bodhi. This episode is presented by Hagenda's. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream. Swirled with thick, milky, dulce de leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's DOS. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough But then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go on to it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code Emma. Okay, I first found Bodhi at It was a Vogue event 2019 Paris Fashion Week. That you were at? Yeah, and it it was a cocktail like event. But then there was like sort of like a shop. I don't know if it was like a shoppable area, but it was like kind of like a showcase of everything. And I found, you'll know this shirt. It was like all of the little foods and it was like a button up. Oh, with the calorie count. With the calorie counts on (laughs) it. So, so good. I remember I saw it and I was like, I've never seen anything like this looks vintage. And it was like this whole like mind-expanding moment for me. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that print Mm -hmm. is a reproduction, which you can find that print as like hand-painted or like on kitchen kind of decor. Mm -hmm. So like you see it on like tea towels or aprons or the one that I reproduced was on a handkerchief. And to me, it was just like so hilarious because it says like how many calories are in like coffee and carrots and... Really bizarre foods, but it's colorful and it's in a yeah. cotton voil. so it's like super thin. And mm-hmm. people kind of went crazy for it because Harry wore it for something. Yep, I remember this because I bought the shirt. Oh.
0: And I so, okay, <laughs> yeah. listen. So I bought the shirt pre Harry. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, listen up. Pre Harry, I bought the <laughs> fucking shirt because I saw it at that event, and then like two weeks later, I saw it opening. I saw it at opening ceremony. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah, they're, Thank they're gone. That's God, I'm... I'm so depressed. Yeah. God, but that was a good shirt. Was, Amazing. Yeah. Was it like, I mean, obviously when somebody like Harry Styles wears a piece of your clothing, I think part of you is probably like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But then also part of you is probably like, oh shit. Because, you know, a moment like that where somebody who has so much influence like Harry Styles mm-hmm. wearing something, it's going to skyrocket things in right. a way. Is, was that
1: Well, we're quite scary? In- Yeah, I mean, we're quite intentional with like our runs. So I don't know about back then, but Mm -hmm. today it's like that's one of like 50 or one of 200 or one of two or one of one. He's just such an incredible Renaissance man that, you know, anything he wears, you know, I I, I love when he wears our clothes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I truly value like our relationship. And so that's really inspiring to me, especially him.
0: I'm really curious about like you as a young person. Do you feel like the love for clothes
1: came first or the love for crafts came first? I think I would have to say crafts because as a kid, I mean, as much as I, I was definitely a fashion obsessed kid, you know, I used to do like runway shows for my uncle and aunt, <laughs> like, you know, I have like videos of that, like visiting him in the South of France, and like, you know, oh. strutting, down yeah a dream <laughs> i like that that was definitely a part of my childhood for sure but i think the first understanding of aesthetics or just building like your world in general came through craft and i really think largely through dolls and probably through um like doll furniture and you know making little things for that world mm-hmm. so i think that's where i think that's where it came from for me when do
0: you think your point of view, your strong point of view really started to blossom, you know, when it comes to aesthetic things and creative things. And, you know, even I've heard you discuss in in videos and things about, you know, how you love collecting things and you're such mm-hmm. a collector and and you do have such a distinct vision that is, is so consistent. And I'm curious when that sort of became solid. Like when when was that really solidified? Was
1: it when you were super young like 12 or is it, you know, even more recent? I mean, I do think I had a very distinct vision of, you know, the worlds I wanted to live in, the kind of the imaginative environments from when I was a really little kid. You mm-hmm. know, the I found a notebook that I I think I must have been like 5 or something. Maybe a little older, but I, I was trying to explain that like this dress came with this colored sash and <laughs> and this colored dress came with this color, and I would have like these little drawings and so I, I was always interested in that idea of making things, but also of selling things and having objects and a vision available for other people.
0: Well, it's interesting because a lot of people I feel like just sort of discover. They're Mm -hmm. sort of calling later, and they they never saw it coming. I mean, you saw it coming, I think. Like, (laughs) you knew. This was, like, your—this was just destined from day one. That's really special. What was, like, your go-to
1: outfit as a kid? I've always loved vintage. My mom saved all of her vintage. So it's not that necessarily my mom's clothes, of course, are from when she was a kid, are vintage now. Mm -hmm. But she also was buying vintage with her sisters. so. So I have things that they like had thrifted and bought at flea markets and things that they had love saved, it. and I, I love that they had saved those things that I can now like cherish and wear. And I've worn them, you know, throughout phases of like middle school and then in high school I wore it, and then you know now the t shirt is no longer huge on me, but I have yes, that's <laughs> you know, it's so like, cute. It's me. Yeah,
0: I love that. Moving on to a little later in your life, college. So, you went to Parsons. Mm-hmm which is, it's a design school, correct? I personally, I didn't go to college. So I'm always so curious about the impact that college has on especially creative people because did going to college help you become more creative by giving you sort of the technical tools to really, you know, create whatever you want? Or do you feel like in some ways it might've actually kind of put you in a box in a way and, and made you feel... Because I think at school, you know, you're obviously taught a curriculum, right? That can sometimes kind of make you feel confined in a way. What was your personal experience with going to, you know, an art school?
1: Well, for me, because I come from a place where I personally love institutional learning, I thrive in those environments, whereas it's definitely not for everybody. Interesting. I think that, you know, especially when I talk to young people who are deciding their trajectory or what they want to do. I often believe in an older model that is not really around so much anymore, which is like the apprenticeship model. Yeah. If you know for sure that you want to go into this thing and you don't necessarily thrive in a more institutional educational environment, mm-hmm. then you should apprentice or intern you know, somewhere that you see fit. But For me, Parsons, I did the dual degree program. So I did a bachelor's degree in philosophy and a bachelor of fine arts in fashion. And when you enter into the program, at least for the fine arts degree, you have a set of, I guess it's foundational learning. Mm -hmm. So like you mentioned, it's like providing you the skills to then make decisions. Mm -hmm. So it's like foundational skills of color theory and basic woodworking, things like that. Do you,
0: do you find moments when like maybe you're you're working on a project and you end up going a direction that's the complete opposite of like what you learned in school? Like does that of course, happen? Of course, yeah. of course.
1: In art school, one really valuable thing I feel like I learned, which what you said reminds me of that, is like you have to learn to be able to throw something away because as somebody who is making stuff from such a young age, everything was so precious that you'd make and then if yeah. it broke and obviously I come from a... World in which I love preservation and saving things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if something got destroyed, it would really affect me or lost. Yes. yes. Whereas that's one of the first things that you learn at art school is like they'll do this kind of little exercise where you draw something for like three hours and then you have to erase it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is and so not You don't know that you're going to do that. So I remember the first time that. Happen in my, you know, one of my drawing classes. I was like, no, I I like this one. Like, I understand what you're trying to teach me, but like, do I really have to do this? Yeah. But, you know, those kinds of exercises then help you for even, I think of that one often, you know, at Bodhi where we do an embroidery layout and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, or, you know, it's finished and someone did it by hand or they laid out all the buttons for something. And you're like, oh, you have to unpick all of that. And it's like, but you're going to make it better. And, you know, it's the same idea of like painting over a painting. Yep. It's like, it's heart wrenching. But, you know,
0: 100%.
1: This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting.
0: Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough. But then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code Emma. Moving on to starting Bodhi, menswear. I love this. What made you want to start Bodhi with menswear? Okay, so
1: when I was a kid, I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to be a fashion designer. I think I I just knew that I wanted to work in fashion. I have a video of me from high school saying I wanted to be a stylist. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think I just knew that this was like the industry I wanted Mm -hmm. to work in. But by the time I was in college, I really felt like, more challenge designing for someone outside of myself. I had a professor that tasked us with doing a menswear project. He truly was the first one to be like, You're actually really good at this. It's like come so naturally to you. Like maybe this should be your track. And it made sense. Once it had kind of come to fruition, it definitely made sense. I loved, you know, dressing my high school boyfriends and mm-hmm. making clothes for everybody that wasn't necessarily me because for to make something for myself felt really simple and yeah i wasn't as interested i was definitely more interested in making for the other you know mm-hmm. whether it was like a specific character or a guy personally i'm super
0: like i love masculine clothing silhouettes like i prefer them most of the time i just mm-hmm. i like the boxier fit. Like I like sort of like maybe even the oversized, whatever. Personally, are you more drawn to masculine or feminine silhouettes or kind of just both in whatever you like?
1: I was intrigued by doing workwear silhouettes, Mm -hmm. traditionally men's workwear silhouettes, because I wanted something that felt like extremely timeless. I mean, the whole launch of Bodhi or, you know, why I started it was to create a line of clothing that you could technically like or essentially take a picture of somebody and not know what time period they were from. Yes. Whereas it's definitely a lot harder to do that with women's silhouettes. Yep. And that was interesting to me, that with menswear, you could really hone in on this idea of like a timeless silhouette or a timeless narrative Mm -hmm. and then have clothes that would last forever or that people would want to wear forever.
0: I'm I'm curious though, what you think, what makes something timeless? It's different for everybody.
1: But for me, it starts from the material we use like natural materials you know whether it's cotton linen or wool and a lot of times you know those are traceable there's definitely a sustainability component to it but Absolutely. it also you know when something is made of a certain material mm-hmm. or has a certain finish to it like mm-hmm. what era it's from or when it could have begun to be from that doesn't mean that we don't use something like with like viscose or rayons we definitely have that in our collections but I'd say the foundation of our brand is natural materials. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, doing certain projects with certain suppliers and supply chains have been like so important to us. Because mm-hmm. after all, we are aiming at the preservation of craft, but also prolonging the life cycle of our clothes. And I think that's easier to do and to wrap your head around when um, when you're dealing with natural materials. Are you ever sort of like, I want to do
0: something futuristic? Do you ever have like a moment where you're like, wait a minute? no, I want to do, (laughs) I want to do something like, does that ever cross your mind? Or are you, because I'm, I'm similar to you where I love vintage. I love all, you know, all things sort of nostalgic and all things that have history. That's personally what I'm attracted to too. But then every once in a while I'll have like a weird fit where like, I want to dress like I'm in Mad Max or something Mm -hmm. and I like don't know why and I want to look like I'm an alien or something. (laughs) So I'm curious if you ever have that sort of like this like creative outburst where you're like, hold on, I want to break this whole mold. Or do you feel like you're you're in this world and you're so happy in this world that you're never like
1: restless? I don't think I really venture outside of. (laughs) No, but that's like good. It's hard to tell because I feel like when I talk to my husband about this, sometimes he's like, I, you know, I love that Like, I never saw that coming in the collection. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I love the way you make things. But I think the key is that, especially with having a brand, you know, you're put in a box not by yourself. It's by the perception of the people that are the consumers. So it's really interesting that they might say, like, oh, that's so Bodhi. But then you know, like the trousers you're wearing or a plain cashmere polo, Mm -hmm. is that Bodhi still? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we get people to feel that like all of these different worlds fall into the Bodhi world? Mm -hmm. And you can do it as a brand. I don't think you're beholden to like a specific kind of vision. Do you ever feel pressure from,
0: you know, the fans of your brand to sort of... Create in a certain way mm-hmm. do you do you
1: experience that, or do you feel like you just no, no of course, so you have to remember anybody who makes things um and we tell ourselves this all the time because we get comments not just from customers but like from stores and buyers, oh yeah, and the press, and if they knew what was best for your brand, then it 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 just doesn't logically make sense because yes. when I launched Bodhi. these shirts made from these textiles and these silhouettes and this heavyweight textile or, you know, the lace shirts, for example. None of that, I was told, would succeed. So, and yet it did. And you have to remember that or I guess you have to trust your own instincts and trust your own gut on that yep. because it's it's really easy to be like, oh, gosh, this person has worked at this like incredible historic department store for mm-hmm. 15 years mm-hmm. and they worked here like 20 years before that. Right. And, and it's really tempting to listen to those people and to like your top client who, you know, wears the clothes so well or, you know, mm-hmm. has 80 pieces of Bodhi. But at the end of the day, they're buying it because you made those decisions and you yes started that vision so you have to take it with you know with a grain of salt
0: do you wear only your own clothes like because i honestly i would if i was you if i knew how to make clothes (laughs) i would not wear i would just make what i want to wear do you
1: do you wear your own clothes i do wear my own clothes but i wear a lot of vintage I'm not necessarily buying all of these to wear, though. I am also buying them for inspiration. But I'd say on any day, I mean, I try to wear Bodhi every day, too, because I think it's really important. Totally. And and even, you know, I tell, like, our employees to, like, it's not just because I love seeing you in the clothes, but we learn so much about the clothes. Yes. Like, oh, gosh, like, I love the red lining on the inside of our shoes. It definitely comes off on your socks, yeah. and like, who's annoyed by it, and yeah. then who is like, you know? Because to me, I'm like, it doesn't annoy me because I love the lining, you yep. know. But you learn so much about wearing the clothes, yeah. And uh, I think it's the best way, especially when you're starting out. It was the, I think it was the most organic way for me to grow my business, and it yeah. was how I got really organic press and totally from day one. Was yep. you know, from wearing my own clothes.
0: How do you feel when you see people wearing the clothes? I mean customers but also celebrities too. That would be kind of interesting to see like what celebrities may but although celebrities aren't special they're also just like the regular customers so fuck celebrities. But you know what I'm <laughs> saying?
1: Yeah, how does it feel to see people wearing the clothes? Oh god, it's the best. I mean, I I truly think it justifies what you're doing. Totally. More than more than even like winning a competition or an award, running into people wearing your clothes, especially not in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. It was, it was one thing to, we opened a store on Hester Street mm-hmm. and like, so downtown New York, you know, you might go over to this coffee shop and you see a guy and then you might, or if like I recognize the client, mm-hmm. that's super inspiring. But it's when you're like driving on a random street. Oh, in I Day can't S- even Spain imagine. And yeah. like— There's a guy in a coffee shop wearing a shirt. It's bizarre. You know, it's bizarre. and It's amazing. Yeah. Especially, I think, a turning point for, like, the celebrity thing for me was, you know, when I first started, the only way for people to really get the clothes were, like, Bodhi, like, through our office, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe through, like, a handful of stores. Maybe there were, like, eight stores. Mm -hmm. And now that there's so many stores... We're kind of like, wait, so they didn't even go through, like, the press office. Like, this person (laughs) just, like, shopped it, you know? Yeah. And and that makes you feel really good because they're actually, like, people are actually buying it. Absolutely. You know, especially when, even when you're event dressing, Mm -hmm. where you could easily just ask for a press loan or, you know, like a press piece or a loan. Yeah. but. If, like, your event dressing for red carpet and you actually bought it from, like, a random store and mm-hmm. who knows where, mm-hmm. um, that's that's pretty incredible because it means that they've truly fallen in love with the clothes.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk, and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash anything. So you have a lot of vintage. You're very much a vintage collector. Do you feel like you get your inspiration? I mean, I, I'm assuming you get it from everywhere, but would you say like sort of treasure hunting and finding these antiques is the main source of your of your inspiration? Or would you say you also are, like, watching the movies and reading the magazines. Like, mm-hmm. are you, like, going back in time across the board, or or are you just more into the antique side of things? Like, I know—I guess my question is, are you sort of in this world fully? Like, it's your entertainment. It's your—because I know some people sort of Fully dedicate themselves to sort of their their aesthetic or their theme. Like, really live are you? Electricity. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like curious <laughs> no, if that's no. like if you know <laughs> the Spider Man movie comes out. Like, <laughs> <Right>. is that <laughs> yeah. a little bit too? <laughs> like, I modern... can't yeah. see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> can't um, see that.
1: Not not. You know what I mean? Definitely not. No, I I you know my design practice is object based, like for sure. You know, tan mm-hmm. from tangible product. But I I love older movies you know that was one thing that really shocked me after doing some student critiques at a couple colleges was I actually feel like that is not as much in i don't even want to say in trend but when I was in school it was normal and encouraged mm-hmm. to look back at history but like primary resources yeah. so whether it was books or movies or newspapers or mm-hmm. you know going to exhibitions or working with catalogs and This was the first time that I had ever done like senior crits where people weren't necessarily doing that, which I thought was kind of a shame because I learned so much about, you know, my place in the world and who I am based on, you know, the histories, not just like my own family histories, my personal history, but by the histories of others and the cultures of others. So going into designing a collection, I have the objects themselves that are super important to the inspiration process but it's also the narrative so it's i'm yeah. um, interviewing somebody usually it's somebody who i can physically interview mm-hmm. sometimes it has been you know a family narrative that mm-hmm. i'm referencing but so that's like the intangible concept behind it or the overarching concept and then i pull in all of these artifacts and antiques and objects from another wow place so Obviously that sort of creative process that you have to do twice a year
0: I'm assuming or even more because there might be times when maybe you start it and then you're like eh, and then you mm-hmm. you know a lot of work do you enjoy the the fashion industry like obviously I feel like there's you can love fashion and hate the industry mm-hmm. I'm curious how you feel about the industry and maybe you have mixed feelings as we do about most things in life mm-hmm. but you know what's your sort of feeling about The industry itself?
1: I mean, we definitely sit within the fashion industry. We show on the Paris calendar. But I mean, that being said, we are definitely not as much of a capital F fashion brand Mm -hmm. as a lot of brands that we might like sit with in Bergdorf Goodman. You know, when I launched Bodhi, it was virtually unheard of that you could sell one of a kind product on like an essence or a matches Mm -hmm. or that didn't exist. You know, I, you know, there were definitely brands who had done it, Mm -hmm. who had made product from antique materials, but it wasn't in the way in which we were doing it. I made the choice to be a part of the industry. Like, I made the choice. I wanted to show on Paris Fashion Calendar, Mm -hmm. you know, from starting on the New York Fashion Calendar. I wanted to sell in these stores because I I loved that, like, I could have dreamt that I was going to be selling and like... Sachs and Bergdorf, mm-hmm. and, you know, as a kid and Barneys and then that we actually made it happen. So and that that's yeah. like a big part of who I am, you know, is is like hitting those goals. Absolutely.
0: I also think what's so even more sort of satisfying about
1: it, I can imagine, is you didn't do what anyone else was doing. Touching upon what we talked about earlier with like taking advice from other people when I launched, I remember this extremely important menswear guy coming mm-hmm. to my studio and he was like, there's no way these shirts are going to sell. They're too heavy, you know, because I was making clothes out of, well, I still do, <laughs> <laughs> domestic textiles. Uh-huh. So it's like tablecloths and, yep. and they're boxy and they, you know, they drape in a certain way and they're short and they're crot And he was like, just like, there's not a customer for that. Right. And there totally is. And it's like, I, you know, that's an instance in which like you can't always listen to people because they just didn't, they, they didn't know it yet. Like they, it wasn't a part of what they had ever sold before. So of course they couldn't imagine selling it. I don't know if you can
0: succeed and, and bring something new to the table unless you kind of flip off literally everyone Mm -hmm. who's succeeded before who comes to you and says, you got to do it like this. Like, I don't think you can listen to anyone because I think the second you start kind of listening to everyone, then you disappear into the abyss of what's already been done in a way. Of course. And it's just, but it's so hard. Like it's all, it's almost like the the hardest test of, you know, like staying true to, to what you want to be creating
1: it's it's why i think it's so hard right and what void are you trying to fill you know i think it's it's a really important question to ask you know i felt that it was really hard for guys to buy clothing especially to buy vintage clothing mm-hmm. and have it fit them or you know even last a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and and that was you know another impetus for launching the brand was filling this void of like I have guy friends, you know, that loved wearing vintage, but it was, like, yeah, definitely a lot harder to shop vintage as a male. And so, you know, filling a place in the market was, you know, was a really good exercise to thinking, like, how could I create a successful business? Like, does this already exist, yeah. you know, in yeah. the market?
0: I'm curious to hear your thoughts about, you know, sort of the Internet's impact on... The industry as a whole. I mean, there's this whole new phenomenon about like no outfit repeating, like nobody outfit repeats on social (laughs) media. And that's the complete opposite
1: of your ethos. You know what I mean? But do people like exclaim that? Like, I don't repeat outfits. You know what?
0: To be honest, no. It's okay. like a it's silent. An, okay, okay. It's, it's a not silent like people. Role. Are,
1: well, there's probably listen. It's like a social so, rule or something.
0: Yeah, it's become. I mean, there's a lot of people now that are sort of like completely going backwards and like rejecting it. But even you know, growing up in the age of social media, as I did, it, it started when I was like 14, and oh, interesting. All of a sudden, like the girls were all like. We're posting on Instagram or we're, like, going to the dance. And it's like, I, I can't wear that because I've already worn that. Right. And it was, it was something that sort of stemmed from social media somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like seeing celebrities constantly in a new outfit, never in the same outfit. And then my generation was like, okay. So now,
1: you know, a lot of us are unlearning it. Me, me too. I think, like, one way for me to say how I've experienced that is with, like, event dressing. Yes, I've noticed same, that. It's the same yes. thing. Like, you can't wear, I mean, you can, you can, mm-hmm. but you don't traditionally wear the same dress unless it's like years apart you know to events if you're yes. gonna do red carpet and if you're gonna do if you're not doing red carpet you can wear whatever you you know totally wear the same dress you wore to the well, event but last celebrities week. get <laughs> weird
0: sometimes because yeah. they're like i'm not wearing that because she wore that
1: and then people oh, are gonna that, be like for sure that's
0: that's kind of what i've mm-hmm. thought of like you know it's yeah which i do get because then it's like everybody's making a collage on instagram like who yep. wore it better and then it's a nightmare
1: well some people um, do it purposefully too Yes, that, because yeah. they do the who wore it, but and they know they'll do the who wore it better, which but, is kind
0: of fun. And if they know that they're
1: going to wear yeah. it better, yeah, like, <laughs> and it's yeah. all, yeah, but you, you have, yeah, that's, yeah, catty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the women's wear world that like I'm not so into, yeah, but it is, I mean, it's crazy because like a men's, our like men's clients, you know, we have, we dress a lot of people for their weddings, mm-hmm. those guys are wearing their wedding suits like every event oh, after yeah. their wedding forever oh, yeah. you know yeah and I mean even with like Aaron like he wears his wedding tux all the time you yeah. know and like that's totally normal but I think that's that's more of like a basic tux so I think it's like if you have like a perfect black dress maybe mm-hmm. you can get away with it but but yeah it's an interesting concept and you're right I'm sure social media has only like fueled that I guess I yeah I guess I don't post enough on like my personal Instagram to really even think about, did I wear that dress again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it it goes through my head for events. I, you know, I passed you in the Met Gala line and I was like, I should say. No way. Wait, you were there. Well, yeah. Cause I did red carpet. And then I was like, oh man, she's like literally in interviews. I was like, I'll see her. I'll see her in a little bit. (laughs) To be honest, I, I get,
0: I'm so blacked out in that setting. I'm like, oh, sure. Like, I'm just like, full robot mode. Right. Who knows how pleasant that would have been. I think I'm in a much more pleasant like
1: state of mind here. Um, You also always forget that not, I mean, of course, your interviews are being filmed, but like everybody on the carpet is being filmed about to go on the carpet. Oh, well, that
0: was new. Oh. That's never, so they they decided to move the camera from the top of the steps Mm -hmm. to the bottom so everyone's in the back being filmed. Caused some drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's next for you?
1: What's next for you? What are you excited about? (laughs) I'm really excited for women's wear. That's pretty exciting to me. Huge. Because we're going to learn so much. Like this first season, you know, some things might like fail terribly or Mm -hmm. some things might sell out really quickly that like we didn't expect. And that's always really exciting because I I worked retail for so long, like throughout Mm -hmm. college and after college. And that learning experience is. So valuable to a brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what happens there. It's gonna be huge. And I mean
0: <laughs> I do you think do you think designing for women's wear is now designing for you?
1: It's probably more so the women in my family. It's Got like it. my mom and her sisters when they were young. At yeah. least that's what this last collection was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the entire identity of the Bodhi woman is my mom and her sisters. I love that. I'm gonna be wearing All of it. Good. I can't
0: wait. Thank you for coming in and flying here for me. I mean, like. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm honored.